It's nighttime at the Boulevard Brewery. Yes, welcome back. Welcome to Headspace and Vids. We haven't done one of these in a while. We've just been so much stuff going on, but life stuff. You've had a ton of stuff going on. Glad it's over. Um, Felt normal for the first time today, I think, than I had in months. Really? uh, Yeah, just just so much stuff, dude. Like, but welcome back. Yeah, Um, welcome back. We're at Boulevard, um, which has kind of become our our place to do this. Um, We we haven't done this for a while, like I say, because we got so much stuff to do, but we did have... We have a couple of episodes that we'd already recorded, and we're going to put one, the first one up. That, By the time you hear this, yeah. you will have already heard those episodes, right. and you'll wonder what we're talking about. Yeah. So be think weird. back to 1910. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so really, it's this is irrelevant, but we are apologizing from the future. Right, but we're really excited to be here Yeah, today. I couldn't be more excited. It's pretty cool. Usually when we podcast here, it's daytime, and so I've got the city skyline. I can see the buildings and stuff out the window, but now it's mm-hmm. night, and the uh, roastery plane have you seen it it's pretty cool it's all lit up it's see. oh yeah yeah you can actually see the plane but you can see the lights that they're on it's taken off yeah it's taken off i wish we could turn down these lights and make it moody so we, it looked yeah. like the booth and like on fraser yeah we yeah, do we have we could put our turn our phones on <laughs> i'll bring just, a candle next time <laughs> you know we can't do that because remember the last time we we said we're, we got to coffee talk. Oh, true. Because right. we need to keep up. So yes. we need brighter lights. In fact, strobe lights shining into our faces yes. to kind of keep us awake and moving and vibrant. Not like, hey, what's up? Hey, uh, good morning. Welcome to coffee talk. Um, Did you know there's 75 different kinds of cats in the world? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't want to know. I'm going to list them out alphabetically uh, right now. Um, you know, what's with these, uh, what's with these bands like Alt J? Alt-J. Oh, man, you sound like that dude from <laughs> 60 Minutes. What's what the deal, deal with, with Alt-J? Okay, what's what's the deal? What are you what, I, are you, what are you asking me about? Well, I it's like Alt-J, Monsters of Men to a certain degree. There's a little there's a dude called Passenger as well who does the same thing. They all they are, are all trying to sound like either a puppet from Sesame Street to me or a 150-year-old Cajun woman, black Cajun woman. And um, you know, that one song, that one Alt J song, I love you, I love you, I love you, and you gotta sing through your nose. Sure. And, you know, visualize that you're, you know, you're from the deep, deep south and you're 150 years old. Um, and these are blokes from Leeds, for fuck's sake. Like from Leeds. Okay. What does that mean to us? It's a northern English city. Um, give me an, like, compare it to somewhere in the States so we can uh, relate. Um, think of Pittsburgh. Like, Blue collar steel town. Okay, blue fair collar. All right, so very oh, yeah, blue okay. collar. Yeah, um, I had a, have a shit football team who used to be good, and are shit, but crazy fans. Um, you know, probably one of the furthest points in the universe from the south. <laughs> okay, and you know, like Alabama shakes. Well, that's okay because that's a real, you know, large black woman, right, singing. But um. I don't know, man. It's just, I just don't get it. Like, I wish we had a clip of a Leeds bloke speaking because you'd kind of go, what the what? Okay. Maybe we'll find one and then we'll, we'll, I, what I'll do is in post, I'll stop it here. I'll play the man. That'll be cool. And then, you know, I know a friend of mine went to see Alt J and the dude who sings, who does all that singing, doesn't fucking talk in between songs. He keeps himself to himself. Now, see, I, I am a huge fan of the, of the music that they're doing. I'm a huge fan of the songs that they, most of the songs I really enjoy. No, but I hate that shit. Yeah. I hate that. Uh, Citizen Cope, I don't know if you know who he is, same way, dude. He just comes out on stage, he sits down, and he plays like he's fucking Bob Dylan. He doesn't say anything. Uh, fuck, that's and it's like, no, you have one album out, man. Talk to the crowd. Why should I go buy your album? I didn't buy a CD. Thank me for coming. I bought a ticket to a live show. Right. And, you know, engage with me. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, I'll Even check. look at the back of your guitar so you remember where you are. You know, do that. <laughs> hey, thank you. 
Kansas City. Hey, did you hear that? He said Kansas City. You no, know, they or, always say Kansas though. But they always say, oh yeah, thanks Kansas. Or I love that when they 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 roll into town and they find that obligatory like restaurant that yeah. might you know they'd be like. So early today we were at Okie Joe's, and then the crowd goes crazy because <laughs> hey, he, he just mentioned something that from a town that I live in right. and I have a connection with. Get, get excited when they do that on the Late Show. Get excited on Conan when they're wearing like a, a like a KU shirt or something. Right. But if they're in Kansas City and they go, hey, we went to Walmart. Yeah. They're like, oh, I wonder if it was the Walmart by my house. I shopped there. You know, what, it's not. <laughs> don't get excited about that. Dude. So I have kind of a funny story about when Alt J first kind of came on the scene. If you can, real quick, pull up Word on your laptop. All right. Just a blank Word document. Hold on. Word up. Oh, oh who was that? God, what was his man. name? Cameo? Cameo. Cameo. And Holy that was a girl, shit. by the way. Um, no, it was not. Yeah. No. Yeah, no that, I mean, it wasn't. I'm just kidding. Oh, fuck. I was oh like, man. Was what the fuck? We were going to fight over Cameo. Okay. <laughs> Why would we do such a thing? Okay, so you have Word up? Yeah. Now press. <laughs> he said it again. Press. <laughs> uh, every time. Now, do you have Word up? Um, <laughs> Better. Press Alt and J at the same time. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, let me see. On a, I'm on a Mac. Uh, where is the Alt button? Oh, nuts. Doesn't. Doesn't have an Alt button, does it? Or maybe it's control. I don't know. Okay, so pretend that you're. Anyways, when you press Alt and J. Oh, I got it. All right. Boop. Nothing came up. Didn't happen. No. Hold on. Let me try again. Alt J. Hold on. Oh, uh, it's a Sigma. Um, what is it? Uh, it's a basic shit. Okay. All right. Where did that come from? I'm. I'm just saying it's. You know, I. I was using the. Um, the. Uh, right, the right. Greek alphabet. Yeah. Medical term. For the rest of the show, let's just do that. Lambda. Um, <laughs> it's a lambda. Lambda pow epsilon. Um. <laughs> So it's a triangle. So what's it's a triangle. The, what's the significance? significance? I don't know. We can look it up later. But so I was texting a guy um, as a year ago. I was texting a friend of mine. Hey, you know, or no, somebody texted me and said, hey, who sings that song that, you know, the I love you so, I love you so song. And, and so I sent back um, Alt J, but I sent it, I replied to the wrong dude. So the guy that I replied it to got, uh, t- you know, a text that said Alt J. Hmm. Well, he had just, this is really weird. And the triangle thing is going to come back. Uh, his name was Evan. His name was Billy Triangle. <laughs> his name was Evan. And, um, Anthony had just texted or Evan had just texted Anthony asking, how do you get the, what, what do you have to type to get the triangle? Cause he's like some sort of game or something he was doing. No he's, fucking way. I promise you, dude, this is the weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> so he, Evan had it's just, like texting. Evan had just texted Anthony asking, Hey, how do you do that? The triangle thing. Uh-huh. And Anthony had just texted me and said, Hey, who sings that song? And I texted, <laughs> Fuck me. I know, dude, it's fucking weird. So I texted Evan, Alt J. What popped up on his phone and he said, Oh, Alt J, that's it. And he did it. Hadn't, nobody knew, you know, like Anthony thought I was just ignoring him. You know, I thought I sent the right answer to him and Evan got the answer he was looking for, right. you know, but it was the weirdest. It was, it wasn't texting until, musical chairs, psychic yeah. texting musical chairs, but it was a triangle. Yeah. I mean, a triangle. it was, I mean, it's pretty weird. So if I do Alt V, it's a correct mark. Alt. We're just going to stay here for the rest of. Alt C is a copyright. Welcome to Mac Alt Talk. N is a little stroke thing. Alt M is a I don't know umlaut or something. There's a registration, and it's actually it's not a triangle. It is the Greek alphabet because I just hit Enigma or the E one. What's the E one in Greek alphabet? Epsilon. I don't know. Actually, I have no idea. <laughs> so that's weird. Alt J. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to Alt J. Uh, so is it a prerequisite now for bands to have Larry the Lamb seen as the frontman? 
because that's what it seems to be with all these bands. Uh, one exactly one year ago when they recorded those albums, I think it was. It was like a Craigslist ad. Yeah. That went out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now, but, all these dudes replied and they were like, all right, we got the one we needed. But hey, I know these guys are here looking right. for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, they're good. The music is fine. It's different. It's interest, it, uh, interesting. Take a drink, everybody. Um, but, you know, seriously, just sing like you can sing and don't kind of put on a weird voice. But there are those out there that could say the same thing about Iron Maiden. Well, I, actually, and we, earlier on, we touched on the whole when, oh, and you just hate when bands say Kansas and not Kansas City. Right. Yeah. It was because Bruce Dickinson has this thing, and actually his the web- Bruce Dickinson, the Bruce, the Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden has this thing, and it's his website is actually Scream for Me is his website because he's renowned for saying Scream for Me insert city. Oh right, okay. So he he didn't he he did refer to us as Kansas City, and he he alluded to that it's not Kansas, it's Kansas City. Okay, okay, good. All right, yay, we did, all cheered. Homework, even though half the fucking people are probably from Kansas anyway. Sure, but he but when he said Scream for Me. He said, scream for me, Kansas. Oh, Jesus. And now, so did everybody from Missouri go, oh, man, we're going to get our chance. Well, it just it started bugging me <laughs> about halfway through the show. I'm like, oh, but then I start thinking about it. Well, maybe it just works better rhythmically. Because if he's saying, scream for me, Kansas City, or scream for me, Kansas. Oh, yeah. Maybe it just maybe. works better because it's a two-syllable word and not like two two-syllable words. Yeah. Um, so I, I think all that shit is that. filler anyways. It's while the roadies are like doing shit in the back. You know, when they used to do back in the day, they would go like, Hey, which half is louder? This half scream. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Man. And then they run across the stage and they go, no, this half scream. Right. And it's because they only have one album and they're trying to fill out a two hour show. Right. So it's just, you know, yeah. it's crap. But Iron Maiden did see him. First time ever. Long time fan, obviously. Um, I haven't seen ACDC yet, but I've seen Iron Maiden, Motorhead, and I haven't seen ACDC, my other band. That's which, your triumvirate. And that's like, my band. ACDC were my band. They're the ones that like, a whole lot of Rosie from If You Want Blood, like Changed My Life, that song when I was 12. But, Saw Maiden for the first time. They never used to complain in Ireland. I think a lot of it was to do with the fact they they kind of reveled in their Britishness a little bit. Oh, right, and yeah. of course, when I grew up, it was like you know Britain and Ireland weren't really getting on with the troubles and all that shit. Sure. But so they never really played in Ireland because they wouldn't be able to use most of their kind of costumery and right, some of the songs and right. stuff. So I'm sure that's probably why. Now since then they have obviously. Sure. But I've been I've been gone. I've been here. So I got to go see him for the first time. And I will say I got a free ticket and I sat in a suite, which was great. Which is super great. Yeah. But, um, sometimes it's great. Right. And With then sometimes you'd rather be in the in middle. With you the, know? Yeah. But I don't want to be in a mosh pit, but I want to be maybe on the floor. But like the suite that you're in, were you in a suite with a bunch of people who were also like your age wearing black sh- shirts and I was know, wearing a black t shirt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, have you seen pictures from the show? It's like nobody has any color in their closets. It doesn't matter. It's all but 30 to 40 year old dudes wearing black t-shirts. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, I was, but my buddy had his daughter with him because I guess our maiden becoming a little cooler again. So he, his 14 year old and her mate were there. Right. They were all dressed in black too, but not black t-shirts. Okay. Um, so, but they were great. They were so fucking great. I mean, it was like, that's the show you want to see. You want to see that. You know, everything now is so stripped down and so lo-fi, like the Black Keys. I mean, and I think they're brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I heard they put on a crap show, though. Well, that's a bummer. Year. That's a bummer. But, yeah. you know, I but they're stripped down. The sound stripped down. Like, Mumford & Sons, like, it's all, you know, simple. Right. Um, acoustic. Yeah. But. Formulaic. No, yeah. But Iron Maiden, though, dude, they are fucking heavy metal gods. Like, I was with a mate of mine who also works at the, at the brewery, and she had never seen them. Had wasn't really, you know, so, didn't really associate with the music at all. Sure. Did she know any of the songs? Like was she uh, Number of the like, Beast, I think she had heard. Okay, right. But she's a huge Spinal Tap fan. So okay. I'm like, well, this is kind of like one of the bands maybe that that movie was based off right, of. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and you'll get it when you watch the show because there's giant creatures. There's, it's sure. so elaborate. There's explosions. 
you know, and it was it was so brilliant though. The show was just great fun, and Eddie was in so many different incar- in, um, incarnations incarnations of Eddie. From the backdrops would change to uh, he came on stage like he does, like a big giant zombie guy. But right, he was yeah. dre- it was for run through the hill, run to the hills, and he came on dressed as like a, a custard type of character, like cowboy with a giant sword and stuff. And he was huge. It was brilliant. Nice. Um, for a number of the beasts, the goat of Mendes. Who, if anyone has ever seen the Devil Ride Out, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's great with Christopher Lee, and uh, it's an old, old uh, uh, horror movie. Really, really scary and very atmospheric. But the goat of Mendes was in that film. But he, the goat of Mendes, the devil himself, comes up from you know, and everything comes up from the stage. So you don't even know it's there. It's right. br- it, oh, yeah. And it was moving and breathing fire from his nostrils. You know, like the kind of so just fun, fun, super am- amazing show and. Like I said, I got a free ticket this week. And almost, it was so good that I almost wished I paid for it. It was that good. Oh, I, yeah. I, I almost wanted to give them my money. Right. You right. know, it was yeah. just brilliant. They did the songs that I can remember are Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, Number of the Beast, Iron Maiden, Phantom of the Opera, Running Free, uh, which they closed with, Aces High, Run to the Hills, Two Minutes to Midnight, The Trooper, Evil That Men Do, Wasted Years, Killers and the Prisoner. Pretty sure he has a boner right now. <laughs> So they're, sure. they're the, I know they did a few more, but. You just did that coat in the lap type thing, so. <laughs> the uh, opening act was Megadeth. Right. Um, okay, Mustaine didn't say a fucking word during the show. Oh. Too cool. Now he's gotten all holy anyway, which I've heard. Uh-huh. And I thought he was going to start that, but he uh, didn't. Un- unholy and apparently has bills. Right. He's like, well, I love Jesus, but I also owe. Right. The last sh- song, um, which actually was holy words. I don't even like that song. He did talk, he engaged with the crowd for something and he said, I usually don't like to talk or if I do, it depends on who cool the crowd. You guys have been so cool oh, tonight course, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk to you, City, you rule. Thanks a lot. You're the best and you'll know this song. You'll know this song. Cause he has that kind of weird right, kind of yeah, upper yeah. key voice. And sure. once again, with my friend, no idea who Megadeth were either. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, well, that guy's the guy. He's like the fifth Beatle. He got kicked out of Metallica just before they became really, really yeah. fucking famous. <laughs> Imagine how pissed off he is. He goes, pretty pissed off, man. Yeah. So pissed off that he's been pissed off for like 20 years at them. Yeah. And he only recently, but, you know of, what? Good movie, good music probably came out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I like Megadeth. You know, yeah. they have some great songs. Um, and they were good and they were fun, but. But he's not making Metallica money. Right. And once again, he didn't engage the crowd and we kind of touched on that. If you don't talk to the crowd, well then, don't fucking play. Talk to the crowd. Don't be honest. Play the yeah. You know, tell don't. them if the shit too. You might get booed off. Um, so speaking of Megadeth, you know, I, the owners of the high dive, huge Iron Maiden fans, huge Megadeth fans. Right. And they bought tickets like, you know, Billy was camping in front of his computer waiting <laughs> for the tickets to go on sale. So he bought tickets and, and even at work, he's got his little fan club pin on the, you know, the slot machine, the beer machine. So Iron Maiden makes a beer now. You know this, right? The trooper. Yeah. The trooper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I called the distributor and it's like, you know, I'm trying to get this beer and know it's available, whatever. So he was, you know, I told him, I was like, well, my owner's a big Iron Maiden fan. He's like, oh, really? He's like, well, here, you know, here, give him my number. Maybe I can get him backstage passes to the show. Sweet. So because the, they're going, he's like, oh, he has tickets to the show. He's like, well, maybe I can get two more passes. So he, he did. He hooked up with Bill and Grant, gave him passes. They went backstage. Awesome. And again, the backstage room, like the pictures that I saw, it's, it's 12 portly black shirt wearing metal fans you know what i mean right. it's stereotypical right right so they're back there drinking free beer megadeth comes on and of course they're like oh fuck we got oh we're missing megadeth we're missing megadeth so rules. so they you know they chug they down their beers you know set them down the bar and then took off like out door b running as they went out door b iron maiden came in door a <laughs> so they caught the last half of megadeth set but they missed like, and again, my, the, the distributor guy, he, he came in and showed me pictures. He's like, oh man, Bill and Grant left at the wrong time. 
So he shows me these pictures and they're great. They're all like, you know, when you see a celebrity and you're like, hey, take a picture. And it's like a, usually like a selfie yeah. of you and that guy or it's someone yeah. taking a picture and, they, and you both look uncomfortable because you're like, I don't know what to say to this guy except yeah. for the same thing. You're like, oh, I really love your work. And they're like, oh, thanks, mate. Right. You know, I got, I'm trying to order this burrito. So these pictures are like, you know, like guys in headlocks and they're like <laughs> drinking beer. And then there's pictures of just like, you know, like a casual picture, like, you know, like, like someone was taking a picture of something else. And in the background, you know, you just happen to be talking to the band. Yeah. You know, just, and that's what they did. He said they were back there for like 20 minutes, just hanging out to the five guys that just hung out there. They were, you know, the guys were probably like, you know how much those beers are out there? You know, I'm going to stay here and drink this free beer. And that's it. And they were like, oh, we're just waiting for Iron Maiden anyways. So I, I, I give them a hard time about that almost daily. Yeah. That's a fucking bummer. Yeah. I I would be so pissed off. How good were those last three Megadeth songs? What songs were they? Can I put them on the jukebox right now? Would that mean? All right. Oh, you know what? I'm going to wait for you to leave and I'm going to play Run to the Hills. That's all right with you. So. That's Well, they're fucking great. Bruce Dickinson, what a show, man. The guy's like, well, I don't know, 50 yard. But he was still running around like a kid. Brilliant, screaming, cursing. Steve Harris looked like, um, uh, he looks like a kind of a, he looks like Captain Caveman playing the bass. He's brilliant. He's still oh, brilliant. That's and what he's you still, want. Yeah, he still jumps around. He's still running back and forth and back and forth. I mean, those dudes are seriously fit because they're all in their late fifties. They're keeping doing. They, they're they're rocking though, man. It was great. It was brilliant. Excellent. Yeah, Iron Maiden. They rule. Have you ever listened to the Welcome to Night Vale podcast? No. Write it down. Uh-huh. Write it down and, and check it out later. Hold on, and, me... and all of you out there as well, write it down. We're writing it down. Well, speak. Welcome to Night Vale. It's um, it's interesting. Why? It's good. Why? You know I mean? That's I a I crazy look in your eye. Yeah, I, I want you to. I know. I want you to go and listen to it, and then huh. or listen to some of it. Welcome to Nightville. Welcome to Nightville. Yeah, just um, you know, like read, like Google it first, like read the Wikipedia page or something, and then just pick up any random uh, episode. It doesn't even have to start from the beginning. Just pick it up and just start listening to it. All right. It's brilliant. Okay. I mean, it's very clever and it's very well done. And now, it's very is it Headspace niche-y. Invaders caliber? Um. Apples and oranges, you know. I mean, See, they're, they're you, both, I was expecting you to say fruit. it. No, and I was going to go, you arrogant bastard. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm humble. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's worth, it's worth your time because I know you turned me on to something a couple weeks ago that we haven't talked about yet that I think is brilliant. All right. Uh, and I don't Vine a lot. I don't Vine ever actually, but I do mm. follow some, you know, people on Vine. Yeah. Uh, the Bat Dad. Bat Dad. Yeah. Great. It's now famous. I know. I just, I saw that the other day. I, you know, I've, I watched a couple of the Batman, Bat Dad vines. Man, that's a, mouth, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> when he just kind of yells at his wife and scares her. Where is she? <laughs> right there, daddy. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. genius. It's. Are you enjoying those ribs? <laughs> Do you like a wet nap? He's great. Oh yeah. It's really good. Oh, I yeah. love it when he's talking to like Dora too on the screen. It's. Uh, now we're, but so for you guys who may not have watched the, any of the Bad Dad Vines, what is his, um, like the little bio? It basically just says, I have I, two kids and I'm, I'm a dad and I have a Batman mask. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And he was yeah. on uh, Good Morning America. What? I see, I didn't see that. With the Batman mask oh, on. Of course, he has to. And he was sitting there and they were talking. And as there, his Did wife. Did he do the Christian Bale voice the whole time? Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> oh. Not the whole time, but as his wife was a- answering a question, he just went, Jen! like that and scared her again. It was great, you know? And he looked very pleased with oh, himself. Oh, genius. It's genius. I've seen a lot of clever like vines. I've seen a lot of people doing really neat things with it, but that one is really clever. Yeah, he revined <clears> uh, Iron Man Dad doing something like as Iron, like another guy wearing an Iron Man mask. Oh, going, yeah. Kids, clean your room, and he goes, "God, this is not like Bat Dad's kids," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he revined that. It was kind of oh, that's good. 
That's really good. Yeah, I love Bat Dad. I mean, yeah, if you haven't checked him out, check him out. Yeah, of course that day I got sucked into watching like 80 Vines when I should be at the fucking theater watching movies that we talked yeah. about two months ago. Yeah. I'm so many that I haven't seen yet that I'm like, well, I'll just wait till they come out on DVD. Well, when we do that, we'll do our wrap-up of the Adam and David Summer Bumper Pack of Movies. Yeah. Which oh, we that just rolled do. out really good this time. There you go. And I, I, Was it the right way or was it the wrong way? It's the way, it's the way it is today. Who knows? But I did see, um, I did, the last movie I saw in the theater was Riddick. How was it? You know what, man? I thought, I thought, oh, first of all, are you a fan of the first two? Uh, I was a fan of the first one, yes. Not I, the same and, one. and again, like the Riddick, that was a movie that I didn't know about until it was, you know, like on, so like a pay channel, like HBO or Cinemax. I didn't know anything pitch about black. it. Pitch Black. Yeah, Pitch Black, yeah. yeah. And so there was no, absolutely no hype. It was just like, oh, hey, you should check out this. You like science fiction y scary movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, yeah. I'm red Blood Male. Right. So, um, yeah, and I watched it and I was like, wow, that came out of nowhere. And yeah. then, you know, Vin Diesel started getting popular and I started like really getting on the fence about whether or not I liked him or not. You know, like his, his type of movies. Do you think his neck fat talks? Like to, I, to I, him. I, I wish it did. Oh, I'm sure. Like it had a little, hello, little voice. Well, that's why every time you see him like in a movie, when he looks over his shoulder, he's basically going, why? And right. his neck goes, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should be scared. Whatever. <laughs> um, but I didn't, the, the second one, um, the Chronicles of Riddick, I, I don't know. I think it was probably too much like Hollywood was like, hey, that Riddick shit, that pitch black, that was awesome. We got to, yeah. you know, you got to run with this. You got to do something big budgety with it. He was really behind a lot of that. Did he have a chance, chance hand in the story with David Toohey? David Toohey, I think, is the Australian director who, who's done those films with him, who's done a number of other films as well. Oh, I don't, that, I don't know. And directed by. I feel like, um, I mean, I think he has like some, you know, interest in that character. Like I know the video game he was very big proponent for. Yeah, but what's her name's in it? Um, Dame... Um, Judy Dench. Judy Dench was in that film. Yeah. Carl is, Urban was in it. Yeah, he was in it, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he was, yeah. That, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I mean, really I'm not saying I didn't, I didn't like it. I think that... The Underverse. If, if I had seen Chronicle, or the Chronicles of Riddick, at the same age that I saw Kroll, I would be like, fuck yeah, that movie's yeah. amazing. I mean, there's doesn't get any better than this right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but as an adult, like it was hard for me to, you know, put that right. kid filter on, you know, a lot of times, mm-hmm. but I did, I enjoyed it. I, th- I mean, I thought it was okay. I don't think it lived up to the pitch black. Um, Riddick, I think did a really good job of capturing that again. That sort of like, you know, he's a, he's a fucking badass. Don't fuck yeah. with him. You know what I mean? Like, and I like that about that. The Riddick character is like one of those guys where he, he's never put in a compromising situation. You know, you never really see like a weak side in him. You never see him like, yeah. you know, he never gets caught off guard. He never... And sometimes that gets tiresome. It's, you know, it's not something you should do in a lot of movies. You need to see your, you know, your hero or your protagonist in like a precarious situation. Go like, oh, how's he going to get out of this? Yeah. You know, no the one whole, puts a furin in the corner. Yeah, exactly. But this whole movie, it's just like, oh man, that looks crazy. Oh, he fucked that up. Oh man, that's awesome. Hey, fuck that up. You know I mean? It's just like, <laughs> you never once have any, there's never any like fear or suspense yeah. built up about what's going to happen to him. You just know, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the movie, he's going to be fine. Does it does it continue right after the second one? Or is it just kind of like a standalone? No, it it even touches on that. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't harp on it, and it doesn't like spend too much time. There's not like a lot of exposition, mm-hmm. but it does like, and it's kind of that that you know the whole thing is that self narrated thing that like yeah. Pitch Black was, you know. Um, so he. In the beginning, he narrates it a little bit about the situation that he's find that he finds himself in, that you find him in, and then it's like a flashback, and it tells you how he got there, and that's like maybe ten or fifteen minutes, and then there's a you know another sequence, and this movie was really like it was almost like divided, it's almost like three movies, 
You know, like there's the first part's its own movie, the second part's its own movie, and the third part's its own movie. It's like a three short films that are a trilogy that they've just put together. Right. And it and I thought it worked. I thought it worked well. I I left happy. And I was like, that's hey, good. that's not bad. Hey, the, man, a, a, lot of, a lot of shit movies this summer, the, so Leaving Happy is very good. The biggest the critique that I have about it, you know, except, and I'm not critiquing the whole, like, I, I never was worried for Riddick. You know, there was never that, like, you know, oh, my God, you know, how's he going right. to? Anyway, um, and I even, I think I tweeted this right after walking out of the theater. I don't understand how in the cinema speeder bikes looked better 30 years ago. <laughs> you know, because exactly 30 years ago, in Return of the Jedi, you know, when you're just like, fucking hell, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and it looked the shit. It looked yeah. real. I mean, even now it still stands up a little bit. I mean, I know they cleaned it up a little bit when they, you know, digitized it. No, and, George and, Lucas doesn't fuck with his uh, films. He doesn't. You're, right. you're crazy. You're what right. the fuck are you talking about? You're right. Um, but even, you know, like it always, like it was always believable a little bit, you know? And then yeah. in this movie they have, there's essentially speeder bikes. Yeah. And it looks shit. It yeah. looks terrible. I mean, it looks. It, it, I was. That's all I could think the whole time. Was, Last Starfire terrible. Was like, uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, n- maybe not that level terrible, but it, again, Last Starfire. You can, you know, you're like, all right, well, this is a computer generated movie, and no one's really done this before, right. you know. And I, I, you know, I'm sure Riddick was all done on green screen. I don't. Know, maybe it was done. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I was. It was one thing that I. Just, it was just that little kind of nerd critique in me where I'm like, man, that those look shit. It yeah. looks terrible, and I don't understand how Lucas did it. With less, you know, technology, thirty fucking years ago. I don't know, man. ILM geniuses. Know? So but, uh, otherwise, two I, bags of popcorn out of five. Uh, oddly enough, a free bowl of popcorn. You got I a was free the, bowl of popcorn. I was yeah. I was the only one in the theater, and the Alamo gave me a giant metal salad mixing bowl full of popcorn. Did they walk out there and just say, "Do you I, want this?" I, I, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> You know, like the Alma that you have you a look, server. Did you look hungry? What was the story? No, well, you have a server, you know, like, yeah. and the guy came out there and he's like, hey, man, you're the only one here. Do you want some popcorn? And I was like, sure. And I was expecting like, a, you know, like a proper bag of popcorn, which are still enormous. So you were in the cinema the whole film on your own? Oh, by myself cool. in the cinema. Oh, yeah. And so um, I was, when I went in, and you know, at the beginning of the, uh, at the Alamo, they show like previews and they show mm-hmm. whatever. Before they did the put yourself fucking cell phones away or, we'll, you know, decapitate you. I was, I had gotten a tweet from a, a buddy of mine and I said, you know, I was like, oh yeah, not right now. I'm, you know, whatever. It's like, maybe I'll talk to you later. And then I said, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm texting you from inside the Alamo. I've heard they waterboard you for less. You're an anarchist. And I know. And so, but what I did was I, uh, I screen capped that, the, like the text message. Yeah. And then I tweeted it and I said, it, you know, that's, it's all I said was it's true at Alamo Draft House. Right. Attached the picture. And then send it out there for the world to see. And then they tweeted back like 30 minutes later. They're like, we'll let it slide this time. <laughs> but next time you're fucking dead. Absolutely. That was their follow-up tweet. They should have. And it was like, they did give me like, that, like kind of a knife. Like when I walked out of the theater, there was a couple of people that just kind of watched me. And I could see that steely-eyed glare where they're <laughs> right. just like scowling. Right. But, you know. They slowly put their hand. They reached inside their chest pocket and then slowly put their hands back down. Yeah. Again. But I guess since there was no one in there to complain, they're probably going to give a shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. He paid to see this movie. Oh, He's the only one that paid to see You could have complained about yourself. I should have. I should have put the little note up on the what thing. What the fuck saying, am I doing? This asshole. Put kick kick me out. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I'm afraid you're going to... Oh, did somebody complain? Yeah, they did. So... Oh, I'm sorry, me. So good. Yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad I saw it in the theater. I think it, you know, it was it was a good, like, you know, Saturday afternoon popcorn movie to go yeah. see in the summertime. So, All right. Well, I haven't been to the theater in a long time, as we just discussed, uh, because of a myriad of different things, but... I have watched a few films on Netflix. What have, um, what have you watched? I've watched American Mary. Have you watched that? I have. 
And what did you think? Uh, I thought the idea was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I thought the idea was pretty neat and it was really macabre. Um, I thought the uh, a lot of the makeup and the special effects, you know, yeah. you could tell they were like limited budget, small budget. Right. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. I think they probably spent most of their budget on the special effects and then had no money for actors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good point. Um, uh, if, American Mary's by the Saska twins. Um, uh, Catherine, Isabel, Tristan Risk are both kind of starring in it. Tristan Risk was the yeah, Betty Boo like character. Yeah. Um, and they have a cameo too. Um, I thought it was obviously really, really heavily in- influenced by David Cronenberg. Sure. Oh yeah. I think they're Canadian too, so maybe that's kind of why, where that. Oh, comes I thought from. they were like Norwegian or something, or like um, Scandinavian sure. or something. Let's look that up I real quick. It, like David Crow and uh, Dead Ringers it was in my head the whole fucking time I watched it. Right. You know, which was about body modification sure. essentially and mutilation, um, mainly against women, but um. It looked like it was shot in Eastern Europe somewhere. It looked like I, I, I'm. Sh- I bet if you Google it right Slovenia, now, it probably was yeah. where it was shot. You know, because it looked fucking cheap and dirty. Yeah. Um. Or Canada. I mean, I don't know. Um. But the sound on the post and you know, this is I never get this, but it bothered me. Oh, I don't me. either. I don't either. I never I get this mean. technical. You know, I'm, but the sound that. on post production was really bad. Like it just stood out. I mean, yeah. they did a really bad job of dubbing their sound and actors' voices back in again. And that kind of stuff that stands out to me, who I'm not like a technical person, but I mean, I watch a lot of films, obviously, but that was annoying to me enough, annoying enough for me to make a note of it. I'm like, oh, the scissors were creepy, but I don't know if the film was actually that good. You know, like I kind of, I kind of was really disjointed. Um, and aside from, from Catherine Isabel, who played Mary, really, like you said, fucking terrible performance like Tristan Risk oh whatever I'll give her a pass because she was playing like a Betty Boop and sure. she you know oh, no, imitating she was the somebody best. I mean absolutely yeah, she so was, that was cool. clearly the best one but really bad the English cop bloke like, what the was, was he just a bloke off the street yeah, it must he have was been. terrible yeah, yeah. like he's just reading his lines like really really badly yeah, like that's what I thought like they were filming in Liverpool yeah. you know, or Manchester yeah. filming in Manchester and they were like oh we need something for this scene Here, put your head hey. out the window and shout yeah. and name and see if someone walks along <laughs> And hopefully we can just stick in front um, of the camera. The professor, like the the yeah, the, the creepy professor I mean, guy. Even from the first, like his first line, I was mm-hmm. just like, "Oh God, this yeah, is not, overacting." You know, something I found, like I went through and and looked up, a, you know, just a little bit about this movie. Looked up the actors just to see, like, you know, if they had acted before mm-hmm. or if they were like that homeless guy a couple years ago with the good voice that got, uh, you know, yeah, like famous. yeah. So and and they are. I mean, they're actors and they've been in B movies. But more than that, I started reading some of the comments, you know, like people, like the ratings, you know, like uh, like on Netflix or IMDb, people who are rating it and, you know, giving, oh, give it four stars. I Alex. find that it's really weird, like how different genre fans of genre fans are. Like it seems yeah. like horror fan, genre, like r- true fans of the horror genre seem to be way more forgiving. Oh, really? Forgiving. Than like science fiction yeah. fans yeah. or comic book fans. I would agree with that I mean, entirely. it is, they are so forgiving. Yeah, like, they're forgiving of dialogue, cast. Um, if if it's if it's creepy and if it's maybe a little bit different, they will go with that a hundred times. You know, yeah. and, and I like a good schlocky horror film, sure. which is the next fella. But I also want it to be good. You right, know, but it's be, it's like if you're a fan of you know, like say you're a fan of mob movies, and you just happen to have one like really good Italian actor in there. Yeah, like those fans would be like, oh no, it was that movie was great. I mean, it was great because it had that one guy yeah. in there. You know, or if you're happen to have a movie like a science fiction movie and it happens to have a, like a spaceship, yeah. you know, th- those fans would be like, well, you know, it was great. It was, you know, they had a spaceship right. and I'm so right. happy. I'm, right. I'm so glad that, you spaceship know, like, looked great. Did, the spaceship looked great. It was a good movie. You should go I rent this movie. Yeah. That's and a, if you like this I, movie, you should go I would see agree with that. 
something else. And mm. I don't, it, I wonder why that is. I wonder why there's a gentleman I know who, um, has some interest in like in the future of being like an actual horror movie critic, like a legitimate, mm. not, not just a, you know, keyboard critic, but wants to have a career, um, like, you know, like, um, what Mark mode. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So he, and he had some pretty cool things to say about the horror genre in its own. And I'd love to have him on one day and yeah, we'll have him talk on. about that. So, um, we'll move on to that. But, but yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't, it, yeah. did, it didn't really do anything for me. Man. You know, it, I, it just makes the fucking film good, but, and it just kind of ended and I was left with just like the whole, well, what's the point? Was it just the shock value? Was that what the point of this thing was? Is that it? You know, it should have been better. They should do better. I mean, I think they, there's, they've got and, some and interesting maybe they will. ideas. I mean, they're young. They've only... But like a step up from Tom Six, I, I wrote that. This is a step up from Tom Six and Human Centipede, but not much of one. But I, I wouldn't even say that it was a step up from the, because I think Human Centipede was made better. Um, just production wise, it just looked better than this. Um, but I think it was a better film. I mean, but yeah, like what was the point of it all was really the, my overwhelming feeling, you know, what I, was I, the point? I feel like it's a lot like, um, like clerks. You know, when Clerks first yeah. came out, like a lot of people, oh, which was like 20 years ago, by the way, right. 20 years ago today. Really? Yeah, 20 years ago today um, or this week. But when it first came out, there was a really small group of people who embraced it immediately. Right. And everybody else was kind of like, what is this? Right. You know, what is this black and white bullshit? And it took a while and it built steam and he, right. you know, made a giant career out of that. So I feel like this is, you know, that type of that, like it's a small budget. We right. spent all of our money making this movie and. You know, the acting in Clerks was not that great. It was terrible. But, you know, and you, but we were, I was so able to forgive it because it was Randall. my type of, you know, because they fucking mentioned the Death Star. Yeah, and you Randall know? was good, right? Yeah. Wasn't it Randall? Yeah, yeah. Randall. Yeah, here he comes was great. Randall. He's a berserk. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I liken it to that. So, I can't just completely throw this movie under a bus. You know, I, I feel like it's that freshman sort of, or like that sophomore, you know, like yeah. I, now we have some money to make a proper movie. Yeah, I hope if and, they had more money, they would make a better and I, film. I feel like they will. I feel like they will. I feel like they're on the right track and they're, you know, again, like the, the effects in the movie were fantastic. I know, but how do you end a film? That, I mean, it's just, like oh, I, I said, it's know, just kind of, I mean, you know, it's a film's a spectacle, right? But it needs to have a narrative and a good one sure. and a story. Yeah. And, and it just didn't, it had, and then it just didn't, you know, it's yeah. like they ran out of ideas. The, the, the main idea was like, hey man, let's do some body modification shit because that's weird and fucked up. Yeah. Well, what's the film going to be about? Uh, uh, I don't know. Some chick who does body modification on people. Well, who does body modification? And Surgeons it. do. All right, great. Well, right. She's a she's week yeah, one of. It came together school. in half an hour, you yeah. know, and they didn't really have, you know, that much of a script. Sure. So yeah, yeah. Two. I thumbs, didn't. I mean, again, it was some and a half down for me. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I think I would give it more. Th I don't know. I I think there was so much hype. I think leading up to it too. Like there's so many people like you got to see this movie. It's so fucking good. Well, I wouldn't give it two thumbs down. I'd well, I'm my not going to listen thumbs, to those people anymore. But yeah. <laughs> My two thumbs off and stick them on my forehead. My two thumbs on your hands. Yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We body Anything modify we the shit you? out of that movie. Huh? Anything else have you watched recently? Um, no. I mean, I want to see Gravity. I keep seeing the ads for on TV. It looks yeah. fucking great. Um, I, I might. I want to see an IMAX too, though. I'm going to make sure because Alf um, Alfonso Cuaron, I mean. Is it, that how you say it? Uh, never, I don't think I've ever actually I heard so. it. I'm going to go with that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, IMAX, with the whole space in front of you, 3D even, I might, I don't know if I hate it. We, I talked about this at, at nauseum. I don't like 3D, but I really want to see it in IMAX. It yeah. looks really good. I mean, I don't fucking clue what it's about. It looks like two astronauts in space getting bashed about by asteroids. Those people in the industry who I do tend to 
like if they say you know like hey this is a good movie you should go see it pierre and, travers and then good. i like him for roles though um yeah th- those people who tend to be more in line with my like you know mm-hmm. like oh yeah you're right again those people have been raving about it saying cool. it's the best film they've seen all year like edgar wright can't stop raving about it cool so yeah i'm looking forward to it all right all right have you seen any um have you at least watched any TV that, that's either good yes. or bad? Or... Um, yes. But new, new TV. I mean, I have I've watched... watched some new TV. Um, I've watched Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, fall season's upon us. Yeah, and there's there's tons of um, TV shows um, that are out now or coming out. or um, That have your that have piqued your curiosity? Yeah, like, um, um, do you remember Ed vs. Spencer? Oh. Fucking hell, man. Why would they bring that back? I don't know. I, but then they, they tried. Like, they've tried. They did an English one. They did a Canadian one. Have they ever done one in the States? I don't think so. I don't think it would work in the States. I think I've, the English one was from the Canadian one. I think they took the Canadian one. Oh, right, right. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, Ed, that was a great show. Yeah. We hate Spencer. We hate Spencer. So, Ed versus Spencer, if you guys never saw it, you should at least try and find it somewhere. But it's these two guys. And the whole show is basically they take these two guys who are friends and every week they give them a competition, like yeah. who could gain the most weight. Yeah. And it sounds really boring and like, okay, whatever. But <laughs> the two hilarious. guys couldn't be more different. I mean, right. they're like, it's like the odd couple. I mean, yeah. it's Oscar and Felix for sure. You know, yeah. and, and Felix does everything straight lace. Like he tries like to put on muscle mass because he read that it's heavier. Right. And Spencer just goes just, to a buffet and just eats, gorges himself. Eats I mean, and drinks and Oh, eats. yeah. I mean, just. And um, <laughs> there's one that's like, uh, who gets on better with kids? Yeah. And so, you know, Ed goes and. Um, or Spencer goes and no, who could be liked more is what it was. Is that what it was? Yeah, who can be liked more? Oh, right. So who can know, become more famous was another one. Who could become more famous? Yeah. Uh, there, it was, um, and then there was one where they were just handcuffed together for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See who would unhandcuff themselves first. Yeah. yeah. It was a brilliant, 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 funny six episode show, and that was that. Yeah. I mean, maybe the premise got old. I don't know. I thought there was more in it though. That's clever. It was very funny. So Ed versus Spencer checked it out, but I haven't been watching that because that was that was years ago. Um, but like Fringe is over, so which I loved and yeah, I watched Fringe all that, great. you know. Um, but Sleepy Hollow, Marvel Agents of Shield, The Blacklist, Brooklyn Nine Nine, Ironside, right? And the Tomorrow People, which is based on an old British TV show I used to watch when I was a kid, that looked kind of promising, but also I don't know, Starcrossed, which I watched the trailer for, but no idea what what it's about. But it looks like a like a teen angst alien nation. Does oh, that make man. sense? Yeah, which is shit. Okay, um, and then so, tr- on the CW. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah. So is the Tomorrow People, which maybe go oh, go fuck. It's going to be terrible. Uh, and then Dracula with um, what's his name, Reese uh, Thingamajig, the Irish actor. Yes, um, uh, but I've, I haven't seen any of them except for um, Sleepy Hollow. You have seen. I have many, seen Sleepy Hollow. It's the only one I've seen. How many episodes are there as of right now? I think there's three, and I've seen the first one, and I have the other two DVR'd. Uh, it, you know, man out of time story. Sure, we've seen this before. Right. Um, Clancy Brown and John Cho were in it though. Oh, right. Yeah. Which you're like, oh, yeah, that's I like those guys. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and it was created by uh, um, Alec Kurtman and Robert Orsi, Orsi. Who, yeah. who they wrote Star Trek Into Darkness and loads more films. Sure. And then some kid called Philip Iskov, who it was his kind of idea. Right. And um, so he's becoming, you know, if it's successful, I mean, that's great for him. And then uh, Len Wiseman is also a creative person behind it, and he directed the first episode too. Hmm. Len Wiseman of um, Underworld, uh, Married to Kate oh, Beckinsale, right, right, right. Yeah, The okay. Luckiest Man Alive. Yeah. Um, but it started off great, and it was cool because Clancy Brown was uh, was in it, right, as the kind of grisly old sheriff. Sure. 
And then in the first five minutes, he gets his head cut off. Oh, well, you, that's, you know. Because that always happens to Clancy Brown when he's in films. Yeah. I'm sure it happens to him when he's walking down the street. You know, I mean, you know, obviously alluding back to the heavy-handed possibly nod to Highlander, you know, and he was the Kurgan, but which is still one of the best kind of bad guys on, oh, yeah, t- on film. Um, but it was great, though. It was just, oh, his head's off. Yeah, of course it yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, Clancy Brown and your rolling off head. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it was good, man. I, I mean, I, in, there was something there, you know. I mean, it could end up being awful. Right, but you'll, you'll, you want to watch the next few episodes. Yeah, it, it seems it, like it's going to be a monster of the week, but they'll have a, an overextending arc. Well, they always it, start you know? that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. could be good. Hmm. You know, um, I'm watching it again, so we'll see. All right, cool. What about you? Uh, I've seen the first two. Well, no, I saw the first episode of Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Saw half of that. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. I think it has promise. Um, I know that Joss Whedon either wrote and directed the first episode, and but he I don't think he he's written like the rest of them. How did they figure out that he died in the Avengers? What What do you mean? I'm sorry. What's his name? The agent. Coulson, Agent Coulson. Coulson. He yeah, died in the Avengers. He, he died in the Avengers. So how allegedly. did they? Um, well, it's kind of they allude that it's kind of a secret. Like they said that, you know, he died for like five seconds. Like he, and then they said that he's like, well, technically I died. And they're like, yeah, but for like five seconds. And then they, he went to, and they, he went with air, like quotes Tahiti. Well, uh, right. Okay. So he went to quotes Tahiti, you know, like afterwards to recover. And then, you know, he's talking. Is he a robot? He's talking to these guys. Well, no one knows. Like, but they allude to it. And then he walks away and the two, you know, people in the room or go, uh, one of them is Shepard Book from Serenity. Um, oh. He goes, uh, Tahiti? He has no idea, does he? And then the girl goes, he can never know, or something like that. Oh, so we'll, we'll that. find out later. So my guess is life model decoy. But um, it, it had lots of flashes of, of um, you know, you could tell like it was it was written. By, that episode specifically was very Whedon-esque. You know, it's th- this whole interchange where she's like, well, everything's changed since New York, you know, blah, blah. And, you know, since God's, you know, we now we have a God on the scene and, the guy goes, well, Thor's not technically a god. And she goes, you haven't been around his arms. You know, like, <laughs> right. you know, Funny. The, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of little things like that. Um, what about the I, second I think, episode? I think it has promise. I don't know. Um, I, I think there's promise there. I think it has potential. Um, I think, again, it's going to be the first season is probably going to be all um, Monster of the Week and then allusions mm-hmm. to like um, Marvel cameos. I mean, yeah, but is there going to be Marvel cameras in it? I, yeah, well, Sam Jackson is in episode two. Oh, yeah, really? Uh huh. Yeah, huh. I don't know who he's playing though, but um, no, oh. he's director Fury. But oh, fucking hell. Um, yeah, and then they, you know, like the, the, I think they're really riding. They're going to ride the Tesseract, you know, for a while. That's going to be like, oh, it's so you think we're going to get the kind of because the next Avengers film is going to be going away from the seemingly going away from the cosmic cube and um what's his name um uh what's Ultron? his uh no at the end of the Avengers. oh thanos no thanos, thanos. he's not gonna I, I mean i think he'll have a part in the next avengers but i don't think he's gonna be the, he's not the primary yeah, it's he Ultron. so maybe in this tv show they'll kind of allude to him more so possibly i mean kind of maybe, go through that tesseract cosmic cube thing yeah story arc in tv show and then that will free him up to just do Ultron. I, I just I think right now what they're doing is they know that Avengers is, is fresh in everyone's mind, and mm-hmm. in order for this to work, they've got to connect to that. They've got to you know that Phase One. They've got to, and they allude to Tony Stark all the time. They allude to Thor all the time. They allude to, you know, it's only so far alluding can get you right. But that's what I mean. That's I think I think they're trying to make you know the beginning of this season. They're trying to 
keep the relatability there until you establish a connection with these five new characters. Right. And then once these actors have become the characters that, you know, they're meant to be in your mind, then they can get away from that and then they can be their own thing. So, I mean, it's smart the way that they're doing it and I get it. They're just trying to, you know, it's, man, it's all exposition and, you know, you have to kind of suffer through that, but it wasn't bad. It was, you know, it was quite, it was done quite well. We'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, will it be a season two? Way too early to tell, yeah. but right now it's got promise, but we'll see where it goes. Okay, cool. Um, I did watch a show uh, all the way through. It was released on Netflix, every episode, and I watched every one, like, almost in one day. Actually, binged. two days. Binged. Yeah, I did binge it. Uh, it was split over two days, but it was Ricky Gervais' new show, Derek. Um, first episode, I'm in. I'm a fit, seeing the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Would be the word it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's different than, like, the David Brent uncomfortable. You know, I mean, it's, uh, yes, you know, sure. it's not, yeah. Um, I would, I would say watch it all the way through and you get a chance. I mean, you don't have to binge it, right? but this show has more heart than I've seen in any TV show in a long time. He's getting a lot of really positive raves about it. Oh my God. It is great. I mean, it really is. It's great. It's like, I, I hate to use the word like dramedy because it's not really a dramedy, but I mean, it's got a lot of heart. Like I liken right. it to like Wonder Years or like even MASH. Even MASH is a little bit more. Com, you know, it's drama balanced with humor to kind of keep it light. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it doesn't get way too heavy. But the the comedy that's in Derek is hilarious. I mean, like, I hate saying this too, but it is laugh out loud. Like, every episode, it got five or more laughs. Carl Pilkington. Oh, genius. I which mean, we love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I mean, every the, everyone is cast brilliantly in that show. And, and one thing that I like about the show too is that there's, everyone is kind of real like there's no that was my thing with the, with you know the agents of shield is they're all young they're all good looking they're all hip they're all experts at what they do you know and like with yeah. Derek, there's no like hot character you know there's yeah. no you know good right. looking blonde there's no that yeah. guy's fit you know they're all just average people working yeah. an average job that gets no no one ever t- you know like it's a retirement home but um it does it has a lot of heart and you know i'm not trying to bring the room down or anything but i would give it a shot man it is really really well done so cool i that's mean my Derek Brandt. and he's already he's commissioned series two so he's gonna they're gonna win this i mean they'll win whatever i mean i don't, yeah. I don't know what the english equivalent of the emmys are uh, bafta I mean, yeah but yeah he's gonna make a series too so i mean i i have just haven't had a real chance to kind of watch it and i love car but the first episode seemed great yeah. seemed like it was going to be funny one thing i'll say about ricky gervais is that these kind of documentary kind of TV series, he's he's kind of done it, you know, and yeah, he's doing no, it again with this. Yeah, I understand that, but I also think that that's kind of an easy way out in a way because you can, you, you know, you really bring in the audience a lot more or a lot quicker because, like, they're in on the joke in a way. Sure. So I don't know. These kind of documentary fly-on-the-wall things, I mean, I almost wish he wouldn't do it again, but he's done it again, I guess, yeah. so. Um, but again, he's, I mean, he but did, he's really good at it's, it's it, what he's good so, at and he did yeah, it. He's tried doing movies and it television. never worked. Right. So, so I'd give it a shot. All right. I will. Hello ladies. Not so much. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Yeah. Hello ladies is a, I saw the first episodes on HBO. It's Steven Merchant who was uh, Ricky Gervais's co-writer yeah. for, you know, the office. Extras. For extras. Um, life's too short. Life's too short. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. you know, they've been a pair, all of their podcasts, which Ricky Gervais is well known for, you know, they were all there together. So with Derek, I don't think Stephen Merchant was involved at all. No, I don't think and he was. And Hello Ladies, I, I'm positive that Ricky Gervais is involved. Because it's shit? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's just too... Uh, 
so hello ladies it's just there are too many it was like like a like a ben stiller movie like it's all uncomfortable jokes mm-hmm. you know like that you're meant it's meant to make you uncomfortable but it's not done in like a really clever way it's all blatant and obvious and easy and i, I think Stephen merchant does a really good job like in the role that he's in i mean he acts it out well but it's just kind of right. like i'm i don't know i don't see it it's not didn't grab me i'll so, check it out yeah so so that's that's the most recent tvs that i've watched so now we're going to do... What time uh, is it? It is time. <laughs> we need intro music now. Um, we're going to do our um, usual windy up part where we do uh, movies that I love that are shit. Only we're twisting it a little bit this this week. We're going to do uh, movies that I love uh, that are awesome, but their sequels are shit. Oh, okay. All right. So um, I still have some other movies I love that were shit that we'll still get to, but... I just had watched this film lately and I just kind of wanted to talk about it. So this sure. is a good way for me to work it in. Um, so this is the movie that I love whose sequels are shit. Okay, I'm, I'm pins um, and needles here. Okay, tell me, the tell me, sequel what is, is Escape from L.A. Oh my God. Right. Not a great film. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You know? Man, the Sadly. letdown yeah. when I saw that movie was just yeah. like palpable. Like right. So let's leave okay, that okay. behind. All right, all right, fine. And let's go back to 1981. Okay. And let's go to Escape from New York. Okay. Yeah. Amazing Fantastic. film. Yeah. So many things to like about this. First of all, set in 1997, so it's already happened. Right. And shit, New York <laughs> is a prison now. Did yeah. we know that? Yeah. It's been a prison for like 20 years. Or more. I mean, if you, <laughs> you know? count the time that it was a prison before. Right. Yeah. So uh, once again, we've passed, we're in the future. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I just loved this film so much when I saw it first time. Oh, yeah. It was just great. And I was a kid, so it was violent and it was bloody and it was messed up and it was sci-fi and it was an action film and it had Kurt Russell in it. And we know, we've documented this. I have a very big man crush on him and always have had, stemming from a film like this and also The Thing. Um, Just love Kurt Russell. He's great. You know, the computer wore tennis shoes, Elvis Presley, Snake fucking Pliskin. I mean, come on. The guy's a fucking genius. Yeah. He's an institution. He is. Um. I, you know, some of the things I loved about this film, um, obviously directed by uh, John Carpenter, sure. who also did the soundtrack, which is a brilliant soundtrack, which I have to have downloaded as well. Um, uh, the countdown watch you had, you know, one of those like, Deet! you kind of uh, the, the 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 red ones that lit up, and I had a watch like that when I was a kid. <laughs> now it wasn't counting down till two pin pinhead explosives were gonna blow up Take my off your arteries, head. but yeah. my arteries, but it, it would tell the time and the date and the day and stuff, but. It, it ate up batteries like no, you wouldn't believe. I think the battery lasts for like a day, because the, it's oh, you know, right, it's right. just a light, basically a little mini tiny torch in your hand, sure, that lit up with a back a red backlight. But I love that fucking watch. No though. sneaking around in the dark with that watch on. No, um, Kurt Russell's hair is so great mm-hmm. in that film. Yeah, the eye patch, the cool name. I mean, I guess in foreign countries. Uh, it, they they changed his name. I don't remember where, but to hyena Pliskin and Cobra Pliskin, because he had the snake on his the tattoo, the snake tattoo on his chest. We should get snake tattoos. We probably should, yeah. Um, but uh, some of the highlights for for me for this film were uh, Adrian Barbeau. Is that how you say her name? It will be from now on. And her amazing tits, yeah, amazing breasts she had. They just were so amazing. They just they were right there for the whole film, and they just looked so good. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton's brain. Um, uh, that one guy who had the presence finger who went (sighs) and then he went (sighs) again when he got killed when when Brain stabbed him yeah that was his MO Uh, 
the soundtrack, like I said, was great. Uh, Isaac Hayes as the Duke of New York with the chandeliers oh and his Cadillac like, coming. Yeah. Come on, what's it? Lee Van Cleef completely hamming it up. But uh, one of the highlights of the film for me was Donald Pleasant, the uh, president. Uh, get me to the pod and uh, when he went nuts yeah the Duke of New York <laughs> he was shooting the gun oh, yeah. hey number one you know brilliant brilliant shit part of that film um, and real tension too I mean I remember being, oh, oh yeah fuck, hurry the up, soundtrack hurry really up. added to that yeah. too I mean it was yeah great. it was like do 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 it had um, Ernest Borgnine and his cabbie you know, really weird, disturbing bits too. And then the on-running joke throughout the film, like, I heard you were dead. Snake Plissken, I heard you were dead. Um, and then a, a connection back to us here in Kansas City. Oh, where, yeah. Where, uh, something went down. Yeah, something went down. Uh, who knows? But at the start of the film, they showed uh, Plissken getting captured. Well, it, it, but it wasn't in the original cut, but you can get it. Like, if you get um, uh, director's cuts or if you get, like, the certain DVD, they'll show you that bit at the start of the film where right. he actually gets captured. Whereas in the original, the, the final cut, he's already in custody. Sure. So, but I don't think that was when he when he talked to Brian. He said, "You left me on around Kansas City four years ago." But it was cool because he said Kansas City. I'm like, "Hey, look!" Hey, that's, Kansas City, right. I think in the second one they they said they were in Cleveland. They made the same joke, and instead of being a uh, heat dead, it was like I thought you'd be bigger, right? Yeah. Which was wasn't that the same thing they said to Patrick Swayze in uh, Roadhouse? Roadhouse? Yeah. No, well, maybe it wasn't. I thought you'd be bigger. But they had some other ongoing joke in the second one, which was kind of shit because yeah. he's already done that, you know. But um, brilliant film. Uh, I mean, landing a glider onto yeah. a roof. I mean, well, that's... Well, in the know. future, that's the that's yeah. the mode of transport. It's gliders. Yeah. Fancy gliders with vector graphics. And you would think, though, somewhere so terrible, like, all right, we're going to take all of our terrible, terrible, awful, just, you know, menace to society, killers yeah. and rapists and whatever. We're going to put them in this island so they can't leave. Perfect. That's awesome. And then... Air Force One, why don't you just fly right over it? Nothing bad could happen. No. I mean, you could detour around it just in, you know, the off chance. Yeah. You know? What just, was the name of the I mean, revolutionary like group? We're the pre- I don't know. I mean, it's not that, know. like, really, when you're at 30,000 feet, yeah. you know, it'd be real easy just to be like, hey, we're just, you know what? We're just going to cruise by Baltimore. It's just detour. You know? we're just, or we're just going to go around. Yeah. No. No. Let's just fly right over the world's worst maximum security prison. Yeah. Honestly, what's the worst that could happen? But a uh, brilliant film. And... Uh, Still great today. I, like I said, I watched it last week and I was like, oh, God, I love this film so much. There's so many cool moments in it. And um, I'm sure everybody's watching this, or listening to this, has seen it. And if not, well, then go fucking see it. Go do it. It's great. That's, so that's, uh, that's the uh, movies that I love that are shit, but it's not. It's movies that I love whose sequels are shit. Yeah. And, and the it film was. Is, yes, that it was, was terrible. terrible. You know, I mean, but yeah, so we shouldn't really talk about that because that's not a movie that I loved. Right. It's just shit. It's just shit. So, but yeah. Escape from New York, one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. All right. And I think that's going to do it, man. Yeah, we're yeah, good, this I think. Week. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Follow us on Twitter. Please. At H Space Invaders. Yeah. And we're Let us on, know what you think. Give yeah, us your comments. We're on the internet. We're having some trouble with the Apple iTunes thing, but we're trying to fix that. And um, there is a way to listen to us, but you have to kind of put us in the cachet when you go to advanced settings in your iTunes and you yeah. can find the stream or on the web page um, the RSS button will take you to I, the iTunes podcast page on yeah. your phone too so and then just subscribe to us subscribe there. to us and it will automatically download us but like I know there's problems finding us on iTunes for some reason we're trying to figure yeah. it out but maybe by the time you're listening to this you'll have figured it out yeah also quick shout out good job you for figuring um, it out if you um, if you guys want to and I know you do if you would like to have a Headspace Invaders t-shirt yeah. You can go to thebaxley.com and they um, they are making shirts for us. So yeah, yeah, 
So this episode was brought to you by thebackseat.com. Thebackseat.com. Yeah. Buy some t-shirts from him or a belt or uh, sunglasses or whatever. Yeah, buy yeah. a belt. Buy a belt. You need yeah. a belt. Yeah. Or a nice hat. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Good luck.